0: Alright, is this on? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, here goes fucking nothing. Happy, happy Monday. I hope your day is great. Today is really sunny and I hope you're awake in 8am. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Where We Wake Up. I'm having a great morning, evening, noon. I hope you are too, no matter what time it is in your time zone area region country whatever um i hope you have a great day because i love you and thank you for listening to another episode just means that we're in this together and by this i mean life because life is anyways not going to get into it but like i said i hope you guys had a great weekend i had a more relaxed weekend than usual i only blacked out once i'm joking that was completely a joke completely a joke um, I usually don't blackout because that's crazy. Like, if you're ever getting to that point, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like, how much alcohol do you really need to have a good time? Zero, honestly. And that's kind of what annoys me, I guess, about the weekends is the idea that, like, people get so inebriated in order to just survive and maintain, like, stability or sanity or, like, find some kind of comfort from the thoughts of their mind or just the stress of the week because that kind of like really sucks because things like going out are meant to be fun times for understanding the people around you, like meeting people, finding connection when you are working during the week and like focusing on your own thing. It's supposed to be a way of you connecting to yourself and the world and like, I don't know, growing in some kind of way in a way that's different than just like doing work every week. Or maybe it's just your time to rest, but going out is supposed to be that time to find inner, like inner, feed your soul, I don't know, in a sense, in a way that's not like towards a hobby, or maybe it is. Um, And I just feel like we numb ourselves and we kind of lose that aspect of going out because it's so like monetized towards like forgetting and having the best time and showing off and that really sucks. Um, but I don't really know why I went on that rant. All that to say is, I hope that. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, I was talking about it because it was. I just kind of find it sad when everyone's just doing all these like substances and drinking and just like going crazy every weekend, just trying to forget or find the next high. Um, and I'm guilty on some charges too. Like I love to have fun when I go out. I love to drink and hang out with friends and stuff, but I, I just remember the time that I was um, doing Sober October, just seeing how dependent it feels like people are on these, like, vices in order to get just through. It was, it wasn't, like, sad and, like, a, ugh, ill bitch, you live that way. It was more sad and, like, a damn, like, we are really sucked in, and it's, it, 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 it was just sad, like, I yearned for... Everyone, my people as a whole. But other than that, I have a few updates on my life because I have not talked to you guys since freaking the beginning of the month or like end of last month, like beginning of this month. So I haven't even updated you guys on how crazy February has been for me, which has been, it's been both a fast and a slow month. I feel like the first half of the month went by very slow. And then the second half kind of just like zoomed by, and I was like, whoa, wh- where are we? Um, but in the best kinds of ways, I've been going to a lot of protests. If you've been watching my stories, seen my Instagram posts, or just like come and talking to me on a daily basis, I've been going to a lot of protests because this whole month they've been doing union protests um, because there's a lot of like, or protests for the continuation and upholding of unions and equal pay in the workforce if that makes things easier to understand because they've been passing a few bills this month um that kind of limit the power unions can do and limit the pay um that people that are getting paid and underpaying jobs are receiving so i've been going to a lot of those protests because a good friend of mine um is really into union union upholding he wants to go into union work and law And I care about equal pay for workers. I don't, I mean, so they're, they coincide very much so. And so I've been going to that. Um, You guys know I love an essay and I love being on my essay grind. So I've been applying to a lot of scholarships this month, um, just trying to get some money for law school, which I don't think I've said on the podcast, but I got into law school. Um, I know, I know. Cue applause, cue applause. I am so excited because it means we're, going to law school and that is the best thing I could be asking for right now because that means all this work that I've been working on for the past like one and a half two years is finally coming into fruition and it's just crazy to me you guys know I've been trying to apply to law school since I got out of undergrad I've been trying to apply I've been doing essays I've been studying for LSAT I've been just doing the whole things and this is just proof that all of that hard work all of those months of just working and working and inching forward and doing everything I can have paid off in some way. And I, I'm just so happy. I could, I could cry every time I think about it because it, it just means, it just means we're moving on guys. We're going to the next step. And I, I'm, I'm so happy. Um, and I I say that because like, I feel like I was talking to a friend recently and we were talking about 2023 and i was just saying that i've been pushing so hard just to get into law school take my lsat apply to law schools writing essays out the wazoo and it just feels like i spent all of 2023 from the time i was laid off from my job till the end when i was still applying for schools or about to finish applying to law schools like 2023 was just such a filler episode it was such like like I I don't even know what to call it, but I was just constantly, like, working on different things, so lost, so confused, didn't know where I was, where I was going to land. And it was just such a year that I was like, this year was so needed because I got so much done, and I was working, and I was just, just figuring it out, but what? was that it it like at the end i was like this felt like a blur of a year because so much was happening i it was a whirlwind and i was just being thrown around and i am just looking back and coming back and being like whoa how did i do that how did i survive that that year could have not happened wouldn't have added an eye it just felt so filler like that that is literally the training that was the training montage for any anime before they go fight the next battle or, like, that intermission point between a book or something. Like, I was just like, what the fuck? But I'm, I'm thankful for it as crazy and psychotic and as random and just, ugh, as that year was. It really did teach me a lot. I changed a lot as a person. And I don't think I'd be who I am in this very moment without that last year. And I hope that I'm going to take that into with me throughout my next year or two or the rest of my life. Because, honestly, I have changed so much, even in the past month. But I've changed so much just from everything that grew from that year. And, yeah. So a lot of things are moving. I don't really have many weekly obsessions this week. Um, I do have a February playlist that I am obsessed with. So if you guys don't know, I have a I got this idea from a good friend of one of my friends. Um, she does a monthly playlist where she, like, adds all the songs that she's been thinking about, really likes, or has been listening to, or that are new that she really likes from the month and just adds them to a playlist. So she has a playlist of music for that month, so it's always updated. And then at the end of the month, she like puts a cute picture of her and her friends um, as the picture for that month. So like a cute like memory picture for that month. And I thought the idea was just so cute that I took it up months ago. But this, and I've been kind of, I haven't been on and off with it. I've been doing it every month low key, but some months are more half-assed than others. And this month I was just obsessed with my playlist. like. I was just adding song after song of the things I liked. Like they weren't just like, oh, this song's good on the radio right now, but it was just like, oh, this is a song I haven't heard in like 5 to 10 years that someone just randomly sung or a song that a song that just popped into my head and I was like, "Wait, I need this song right now in my life." And I would just add it. Listen, I would play it, listen to it, be like, "Oh my god, this hits just as much as it always has." And add it to my playlist and it just made the most random playlist of just like elite songs like it would go from destiny's child destiny's child to like nat king cole to like um you're a mean one mr grinch to like some random billy eilish song it like the vibes were all over the place like and i love it because it just like every song had a memory of how it like got to me and so a part of listening to the song was just like oh my gosh this is why i added that song and it would just remind me of like memories throughout the month at the same time And it was just cute. And so ideas if you want to start doing that. I got a French-speaking friend. Guys. So you guys know I'm on my language grind as always. And I have been trying to be more intentional about learning French, at least for the time being, because I stopped learning Spanish for a bit just to re-up my French, to like really solidify the foundations of what I know now. And have a good base, a very, very, very good base for the next step in my French learning. And I just want to do all of that and get all that set before I continue with my Spanish. And I recently got a friend who is also learning French. He's in the same, he's around the same level as me, a little bit less, but he's been practicing it. He started learning it like two months ago. So for him to be around the same level as me is like pretty good. Um, really good, actually. It's like insane. Um and he's just someone I can like chat and be like, "Hey, do you want to practice French right now?" And I'll just call him and we'll just practice. He lives in Egypt, so times timing wise, we're like he's like seven hours ahead. But it's just so nice to have someone to practice with, and I am obsessed because it's just like uh, language language uh, exchange. I actually went to a language exchange last Friday. I mean, not last Friday, last Monday. So this time last last week, um, it was in the Atlanta French meetup. And they, we all met at a restaurant and just, like, chatted about French and just Frenched it up. And it was so nice and just relieving to um, talk French with people. And I realized I know a lot more than I thought I did because we just, like, chatted and vibed and, like, did the thing. And I loved it because it was just so cute. And I was able to hold my own for two hours straight just speaking french like that's wild i've never had to do that and i left with like such a french high that i like woke up the next day and i couldn't i didn't want to speak english i was like wait why am i speaking english like i literally speak french like i'm i'm native but that was really nice um so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that up but i'm just loving my french journey right now okay Um, this last episode, this episode is my last episode for the month of love and all that has come with it. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this month's episodes and just interviews and just things we've talked about. It's been an interesting month of love, um, for me and for everyone. And for, it didn't, this felt like one of the most un-Valentine's months, Valentine months, if that made sense. Like I've never not felt like I was in the month of love more than this month um, except Valentine's Day where everyone was posting their boo. But I, um, I've I've learned a lot from this month in terms of love which I wasn't really trying to. It didn't really feel like a love month so it was kind of weird that this was a topic um, but I still gained a lot of insight about who I am and what I like, my likes and my dislikes and just every, everything. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it and got it anything out of my conversations that I got with these people because I really enjoyed talking to them all about love and just seeing the difference in love. And this episode is actually dedicated to the last conversation that I had with Maggie, Sade, and Sam. We didn't get to put everything in last episode, so we finished it out on this episode. And we talked about a specific topic of monogamy and polygamy. And this was a very heated conversation. So uh, Not really heated, but it was a very polarized conversation or very controversial um, topic. And so I really hope you guys enjoy this. Um, But I got a lot of insight from them in it. And I think we all had the same ideas in mind, but it translated differently in how we saw monogamy and polygamy. I think the biggest takeaway that I got from our conversation, from just talking to them after and during, was that we all are looking for someone that makes us feel complete, someone that we feel like we can be completely ourselves we can be vulnerable with um and that's what it means to have a partner is to have someone that makes you feel as though you can be vulnerable and be your complete self and not only like nurtures that ability for you to be vulnerable but is complementary to it and feels like a missing piece in a sense and that's kind of a hard thing to have and to be and to find because no one's going to be completely like you in any way because everyone has different experiences in life but it's just the idea of finding someone that is willing to find you where you're at and understand who you are at your core and love that core and then be able to adjust themselves alongside the the rough edges around that because they love you and they love who you are at your core and it not only uplift it not only like is something that's attractive to them but something that complements and uplifts them and it just works. Kind of like two pieces of a puzzle, um, even if there's rough edges. And yeah. So I hope you guys take that with you into this conversation about monogamy and polygamy because it kind of translated differently. Sam saw it as if someone doesn't completely understand who i am and if things change that's fine as long as we can have a conversation and fix it and if we can't fix that then maybe it's time to leave them and i saw it more as i think that you're it's un. it's inevitable that there might be times where someone doesn't completely fill up that piece that they did initially because things change in relationship and as long as there's communication if they feel another role in your life, as though, like, at first it was just romantic love, and then it becomes, like, more of, like, a partnership and a business because you guys work together. Like, there's still love there for that person, but there is still not the romantic, keeping them in your life in some instance, but feeling it in other ways because you're so open with each other. I don't know if I'm completely um, saying it the way I said it in the podcast, so I'm going to leave that up for Jalen then. But anyways, I hope you guys really enjoy this episode, and I'm really glad I got to keep catch up with you guys And yeah, I hope you guys have a great week and love you, love you, love you, love you. And here's the episode. Y'all know that fish from Nemo? And that's where we wake up. (laughs) Sorry, what?
1: I've woken up and I'm leaving.
0: I've woken up and I have come on my pants now, apparently. I'm picturing this. Sam has skied all all over his couch.
1: Uh,
0: Right on my iPad.
2: (laughs) Cool. I got this uh, fabric cleaner from my mom's. I haven't used it yet. I'm just playing, you started
3: it. Ew. My okay,
1: girl. so the next this thing is on my list.
3: Oh yeah, go ahead, Maggie, go ahead.
1: So I look for someone who's kind.
2: <laughs> Y'all calm your horny asses down. Uh, this is the horny couch and I want off of it. Horny island over here.
3: I didn't say anything that was horny.
2: Jalen, I thought, I thought you'd like this. I thought of this today. I kinda wanna start making t-shirts and selling them and they say- uh, Horny couch. They say horny but humble. Isn't that a good mantra?
0: Depending on the font,
2: like I want to fuck everything in sight, but I recognize not everything wants to fuck me back.
0: If it was pink, that's what twenty twenty four is all about, and really big. How to create a better world? We are the world. Then I would, I would buy it. Look what she's showing me. Is it porn? Please
1: don't say we are the world after saying
2: in your dreams. We are the world. (laughs) Look at this natural disaster she's showing me. Speaking of that, you know,
0: somebody got trust issues. We you know, she got people. that like screen protector where you can't see we're shit on the side. <laughs> no, do you know how many fucking people slid up and were like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "Girls, calm the fuck down." <laughs> yes. Junior?
3: Junior.
0: Yeah, that's MLK. Okay. You Can do you, it. Shit
1: um. So I look for someone who's kind to me and to others.
3: Mag, start over Mag I'm glad Sorry. we're not
2: videotaping actually.
3: start over Mag <laughs> so then they can edit that out and then you can start over go ahead go, go, go. don't be scared you got it terrified she wants somebody
1: that's kind y'all kindness is important
2: kindness to is me. important
1: kindness is very important to me you gotta be kind to yourself big one
2: self love
1: You gotta be kind to yourself and you gotta be kind to other people. And that's a little bit of a self shout out to me because I struggle with kindness to myself. So I look for that in another person. Also, Sade, feel free to jump in with your own experience. I am looking for someone who is capable of making a plan. Because I know- Yes. I am. I am yes. absolutely fully capable. I can make a plan. I can plan anything, and just knowing that I can plan something, it would be so attractive to have something to have someone who could plan something for me. A little backstory: When I finished undergrad, I saved up a bunch of money that I from working during undergrad. And I took myself on a solo trip to Italy and I went to Italy for a week by myself. I planned it like two weeks previous. It was really spontaneous and everything. I can make a plan. While I was there, I ran into one of my childhood friends and her husband, which was really cool because I'm in Italy and I hadn't spoken English to anyone in multiple days. And I ran into them in a crazy happenstance They're from South Georgia of all places and I ran into them in Italy.
0: I asked her. Is that like is that like tiring to not speak English for a few days?
1: It was really nice. It's it's a total sense of like anonymity, you know? No one no one knows who I am. I don't know who anyone is. I was completely by myself. And after having been in a particular situation, it was the first time that I experienced in many years where someone was not depending on me. Like I could, I could truly do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted it any hour. But I ran into this friend and I asked her and she's an absolutely lovely person. And so is her husband. I was like, so how long have you been planning this trip to Italy? And she goes, Oh no, my husband planned it. He literally just gave me tickets and told me when the flight was. So this man planned an entire trip, multiple cities in Italy, multiple different Airbnbs, all the historical landmarks that they went to. He had researched previous and was basically her own personal tour guide. And I know that's a little bit of an extreme, like I'm not necessarily expecting all of that, but I'm a planner. I could plan a trip like that easily. So it would be really nice to be with someone who also had that level of being able to plan stuff so that we could plan stuff for each other. Because in previous relationships, I've planned everything. And I do love to plan. I really do. But it's nice when you are a planner to be with someone who can take that off your plate. And that's literally something on my list is that they can like meet me where I'm at.
0: Mm -hmm. either do that 50 50 or like sometimes just take the reins and be like, I'm planning this day for us. I'm planning this night for us. I got it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's aside from money, you can have a million dollars, you can have zero and you can plan a day for someone just because you know, them, you care about them. You can plan specific things like, Oh, I know they like so-and-so, so so I'm going to plan X, Y, and Z. It's really, really nice. Especially when you're, I'm, I'm type A and type B in certain scenarios. My both of my parents are incredibly type A, huge planners. So I was raised on that. I can do that. So it would be really nice. Like I was really envious of my friend and her husband of just like she just got handed tickets and was just like you just show up and everything is planned out. And I've been on that. My best friend from college, her birthday, 2021, we went to Jacksonville. She had everything planned. Her friends took care of everything. Like everything was planned down to the minute that I had no involvement in that I just got to show up to. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced something like that I had the time of my life. Because that's really nice to not have that burden of having to plan things. But at the same time, I do love to plan things. So it's just, it's just an equality thing.
2: It's like we were talking about earlier. I don't know if this is even recorded in the podcast, the alpha male thing and sort of being uh, being silent a little bit. Wouldn't you agree that the element of surprise puts you at an advantage in almost every situation in life?
1: Surprises are so nice. Like a nice Springing surprise. something on
2: people, a positive thing, there's no better way to fulfill people, I think.
1: I, I would 100% agree with you. Um, I do love to really get to know someone and surprise them with something. And I have learned from past experiences that it also takes a certain type of person who enjoys being surprised. Yeah,
2: that's true. Because not
1: everyone likes it. And even though... I would really enjoy that. Like someone took the time to really get to know me and understand me and plan something for me that I had no involvement in that. I just get to experience. I would love that. But I've done that same thing for other people who don't like that. Controlling
2: people don't like it. Puts them out of control.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, certain people definitely don't like it. Like I've planned surprise parties for people who I've been in relationships with that, I just thought was the most wonderful thing ever. And then afterwards I get told everyone I know and loved and cared about has lied to me for a month about something and I'm upset about it. And it really changed my perspective because I had never even thought about it as a negative, but I just recognize that that's something that, that I just differ in that kind of thought. Like I, I would find personally, I would find that kind of action very thoughtful because no one's plotting against me it's a bunch of people who love me who are doing something behind the scenes to bring about a happy surprise but other people they want to be in the know all the time regardless whether it's happy negative whatever Mm. and that's also okay that's their prerogative that's just not what i've experienced and so i've i've gone the wrong way and because I like something, I try to do that same thing for someone else, and they might not necessarily like it, which is kind of on me for pushing my own agenda onto someone else because I enjoy something, I'm going to assume you enjoy it too. So that's that's kind of a tough relationship dynamic, especially when you're trying to do something nice for someone because you know you would enjoy it. You have to really think, is this person also going to enjoy it? Whether or not you feel like it's reasonable or not, like, oh, surprises are fun. Like, you need to chill out. Regardless of your own personal opinion on the matter, you really have to plan for that specific person in that sense. And that's gotten me in trouble in ways that I didn't realize that it was going to. And I've had to do a lot of, like, reflection.
0: Yeah.
2: It's sort of like, sadly, it's sort of a, I guess not sadly, but it's kind of a knowing your audience thing and in that situation, knowing your person thing. Yeah. But also ideally I feel like for anybody, no matter what, like our preferences we all listed earlier, I think no matter what you want to wind up with somebody that even if it's not something that they personally like or agree with or whatever, get fired up about, it's somebody that's willing to accept and appreciate the gesture and the effort that you've taken for them in any situation. That's yeah. really important too. Yeah. And, and reciprocating that as well.
1: There's a tough balance. Cause you know, there's a very common phrase like the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. And, and I've, and I constantly, I feel like I'm battling with that because you can, you can do things because you really care about someone, but if that's not necessarily what they want, it's just going to be a negative despite all of the positive intentions that you had.
0: It's funny you bring up that saying, because that's actually one of Brian's favorite sayings. Really? Yeah. I, love Brian. I think in my episode with him, he like referenced it like once bright or bright. twice. Brian, Brian, bright, bright guy. Shut up. Brian ASW Emery gang gang with Sam. gang gang. Yeah. Um, But I completely understand that. And I think that it's really just something that needs to be changed narrative wise because there are a lot of people that are like, um, oh, I see that you gave me this really cute gift because you care about me, but I I don't like it. And they don't even like surprises because they're just, they want to be in that controlling setting. And it's like, it's not even because they don't care about the person, but it's like, They've never been conditioned to think, "Oh, someone is doing this out of the kindness of their heart, like they love me enough to." It's kind of like when your dog brings you like a dead squirrel, because it's like, "Oh my god, look what I did!" <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, this is so cute." Yeah. Good job with what. Or you like did. when your
3: kid is like, "Mommy, look at this cartwheel," and it's like half
1: assed
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> why was that it's it's
1: supporting people where they're at right
2: yeah and there's also the part of like you don't want to over reward behavior that you don't want to see repeated too much so i mean not so much you want to be
1: encouraging but not over rewarding
2: right there's like you don't want to it's like when someone does something for you and you don't actually like it you don't want to be so overkill and like the sort of not so sincere thanks that they keep doing it you're just like oh, like to the point it becomes a burden you know what I mean like you just you want to be honest with people but you also want to be kind and considerate and like I appreciate that you did this but you also don't want to be like yes I would love any time that you did this if you don't mean it like you got to be authentic but also kind and encouraging at the same time
0: yeah like you said know your audience like when you gave me that gift from your brother
1: okay my next kind of want from a partner i feel like is going to spark a lot of conversation mostly just because i'm curious about where everyone's heads are at on this particular Spill point
3: it now. go ahead so
1: i'll i'll say my point and i'll say why i feel this way and i'll also say that i'm completely open to any other opinions no so sorry i'm just being <laughs> okay. So a big thing for me personally is monogamy. Like I, I want to be with one particular person who only also wants to be with me. And that's kind of where I fall on that spectrum. And I've kind of always felt that way. But I have this slight negative bias towards alternate lifestyles polyamory polygamy all of the above just open relationships of any kind because well not only just because i feel just strongly about what i want i'm not going to judge anybody else for what they want and that's why i want other opinions especially if you have other ones but my one sort of third party experience was, there was a girl who I was very close to, wonderful girl who was in a polyamorous relationship. And it was unfortunate because the primary, and I don't really understand the dynamics. I know they can be different. There's pods, there's throuples, there's, there's a lot of different things that can happen. In this particular situation, Um, it was pretty complicated. Like when, when my friend whose sister this was, was explaining this to me, he had to draw a diagram of who was involved with whom, because there were too many names and I was losing track. But, and I'll completely admit he had a bias because this was his sister and he loved her. And I also loved her. She was a wonderful, very, very sweet girl. he had a bias against this main guy because that's what it seemed to, he drew this diagram and it seemed to revolve around. There's this one particular guy and everything revolved around him. So from my outside perspective, not having been in that relationship, only having felt empathy for this one girl who I knew who was a part of this whole structure that it seemed to be that there was one particular person who was not satisfied with just one person and wanted to seek it in other ways, but not in a, I have so much love to share. It was a power thing. I want to have power over as, I want to have power and control over as many people as possible. And so I completely admit that I have the bias with zero experience. So it's a completely unfair bias. Um, well, I guess not necessarily completely unfair, but we get your because hags. I've been unknowingly dragged into a sort of non-monogamous situation that I was very upset by. But it bothers me, again, for my own personal bias when there is... A, gender aside when there is one particular person who really just wants to have power and control over several people because they themselves feel powerless and controlless and Bisexual so that sexual them man. not even that it's more so like it, it's not even, I don't, I think it kind of transcends sexuality. It's more about you from, from what I've directly experienced, I'm not even talking about generally, the people who I've experienced are so deeply unhappy and unsatisfied with themselves that they try to find satisfaction in as many people as physically possible to validate their experience and their existence. And so even though I don't have anything against polyamory or any sort of non monogamous Non-monogamous relationship. I'm very uninterested in that myself. I'm very interested in monogamy. So if anyone else on the couch feels differently and is interested in non-monogamy, I'd be really interested to hear what you have to say.
3: I'll go first. I want a monogamous relationship. Would I say that right? Monogamous. You did. Monog one nigga. (laughs) and one me um one man sorry cut that out one man
2: we know you don't like white guys
3: and um i actually have a cousin he is in a poly relationship and he is also pan-africanism which is basically like he feels like from my understanding it was like a thing back in the 80s, and this one guy felt like everyone that was black should go back to America to, like, kind of not support America anymore because the go history- Go back to Af- Africa. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry, Africa. Um, And, like, kind of, like, not be here anymore because the history we have here in America. But it got shut down because, yeah. But anyway, I asked them questions, like, okay, so how does it work? I heard that because it's, like, a thing around my family, like, oh, yeah, uh, Blank has, um, you know, three wives. And, you know, he is just a power thing for him. So I asked him. I was very upfront. I was like, what, I'm hearing things, but I want to hear it from you. And so he was like, yes, I have two wives. And I think at the time he had just introduced his girlfriend. Everyone is in on it. And I was like, why do you do it? And he said, I just feel like I i need multiple needs and one person cannot fulfill my needs and i was like okay so when you're not around because they all from my understanding they all live in different apartments like they don't live together in one living quarters and he pays rent for all he takes care of all of them they pay they work they work but they pay no bills Um, Which is nice because a lot of men that want these poly relationships cannot afford it. And I know everyone's like laughing, but it's like, and I know they try to say like, oh, yeah, biblical times. But if you think about it, in biblical times, the people who had multiple, these men who had multiple wives were kings. Like they could afford to send food to multiple homes for multiple children. So it's kind of different. So I I think it's so nice. they had concubines. Yeah. In so addition I, to wives. Yeah. So I think it's nice that he's able to comfortably support everybody, and they could kind of like work if they want to. But anyway, but um, he was like.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Do you think that that mayhaps be a result of someone settling? Like, this person who I'm going to marry, I know on the time of marriage does not meet all of my needs, but I'm going to marry them anyways. To me, as a monogamous kind of lens of how I view things, that would be settling. Of like, I'm just going to get married. I'm just going to be with this person. They don't meet all of my needs, but what the hell, I'm just going to do it anyways and I'll find things other places. Honest, but that's but that's the monogamous kind of viewpoint. If I was thinking about it that way, I'd just be settling for someone I wasn't happy with mm-hmm. versus waiting or putting in more work in myself or relationships or whatever to find someone who actually meets all of my needs.
0: I think it can be seen as settling. Um, I think it very much depends on the relationship that the people in the relationship have because some people just want to have somebody and they don't care. Like they're very young in their career, very young in their lives. And they just want to have security in some sense. And that brings them security. And is that settling in a sense? Yes. Or possibly. But then there's other people that kind of have been in a relationship for like 16, 17 years, know each other very well. And it's like, I love you and I want to be with you, but we both, see that being in a polyamorous relationship and seeing other people while we see each other is fine because like i love you and i know i want you in my life but we've been together so long that i i i want something else like it's it's not even like i don't love you but we're so comfortable that i want to i have the freedom to experience life with you devoid of just being having it be with you I don't know if that really makes sense
3: it kind of does make sense but for, sorry sam let me say this yes yeah, sam what Go do you have ahead. to say
0: no say something i'm real quiet over here I'm yeah say eight, something
2: please i i disagree with that i i think if you're at the point where you want you want someone in your life because you love them as a person but you don't want to totally focus on them that's like loving your that's like how i love my friends I love my friends, but I I don't want them living here. I don't want to spend all my time with them. I love them because of who they are, but they're not my person. Uh,
0: But the thing is, don't you want your partner to be your person, someone that you can both call your best friend, but then also someone that you're with?
2: Yeah, but the whole point is they're your person. Your exclusive focus is on them. And this is what what I'll say. I mean, I know this is kind of hot on the internet right now, and this is how a lot of things go these days it's like this seems very normal because everyone's talking about it right now and everyone's been on this poly thing for a little bit but i mean come on look at history If, if something has been kind of the norm for all of history up until right now and honestly right now in history is where the things that we know fundamentally aren't cool at least if you're in support of those things you're you're not cool people don't accept it
0: Cancel culture
2: yeah basically I think we're kind of at the point where the things that we know are wrong, we're pushing them out, even if they still exist to an extent. And some people are doing it because they think they're cool or different. Overall, society's not going to fuck with you because you're doing this thing. Um, All this to say the polygamy thing. Come on. The standard has always been and remains to be. You find one person that is good for you and monogamy overrules everything. Polygamy is pretty uncommon. I know y'all have said y'all know people that have done this. I don't know anyone that's done this. Like super personally, I've heard about shit. I don't know anyone that's really done this. So I think I've think been I, in I, one. I, I I know you've been in one. Oh,
0: I don't know anyone that's done it super personally, but the person on my couch actually has been in one. Okay. You're one of the strange
2: fellas I know. But anyways, I'm just playing. But anyways. Oh, I'm so hurt. But anyways, listen. I mean, uh, it's it's pretty obvious that everyone, the majority of people, sort of gun for. I want to find one person to spend my life with, and I think the reason for that is it works the best. It's proven the best. It provides people with the most fulfillment. I would like. I would. I would go out on a limb and say people in polygamous relationships probably have some underlying issues, and that's why they favor that. And I don't think that's right. And I don't think they're genuinely a fulfilled person because of it. Even if it's their preference, I think there's something inherently wrong and not the best with it.
0: I think that someone that personally thinks that they're going to find their forever person has everything that they want is delusional. And I say that because that's bold. you might have your husband, your wife, your partner but you don't rely on them for everything you don't tell them that i don't i don't even have a fucking example but you don't tell them everything you have a best friend that you tell some things to and sometimes you don't tell your best friend things there's some things that are reserved from your for your spouse or for your parents like the reason that it, they say it takes a village to raise a child is because not one person can give everyone exactly what they need which is why we have multiple friends we don't just have one friend and so i, I mean i'm not saying that you're wrong in the sense that is it nice to have a singular person? I've been in a polyamorous situation where I kind of realized I kind of just want to be in a singular thing because it's a lot to give yourself to multiple people and have that, but that's only because there was a point where I would look it for. I would look to someone for sexual satisfaction, but they would want emotional. i look for someone for emotional satisfaction, but they want sexual. And sometimes that can get miscued if communication is not there. But when your goals for what you want in that relationship are aligned, they can work and they work very well. And I think a lot of people that are in polyamorous relationships work well or are able to do it is because they look at these relationships and they're like, okay, we bond so well because we can geek out on sports. And I love just having that one partner that I can just talk to about sports and that I'm interested in. We can watch sports. We can cuddle. We can kiss. We can do – we can just have that moment. But then I have another partner that just, like, loves to, like, go out – and talk about fashion, like, we both, like, are in that fashion or that music world. I just have that person that is so into that. And it's just, like, what do you need out of a person and how can people fit that? And I think the relationship or the sexual aspect is something that is so put into, like, a we're in a couple. We're doing this because we have sex with each other. But, like, people can fall in love after the fact of getting together. Like, most arranged marriages last longer than the 50, 60% of divorces that happen in America because they fall in love after because they find things that they like in the person. And so it's like, I do agree with you in the sense that like, it is nice to have a singular person, but people, you, you can find your person. Yeah, that's
2: it. Uh, no, I mean, listen here. Here's what I think about it. Like, I, I, get where, I get where you're going with this and I get what you're saying, but like, here, here's the thing about life and everything when it comes to dealing with people. There's a certain sense of nobility and there's a certain beauty in doing things that are more inherently difficult to do and making things more complicated for yourself on purpose, going out of your way for somebody or to accomplish a certain task, that's what's impressive in life. Doing the easier things are not as impressive. All that to say, as far as relationships go, there is nobility and respect and beauty And the fact that you are reserving a, a long list of things for one person. And the more that you open yourself up and just spread it out for everybody, it sort of takes a, it sort of dilutes it and takes away the nobility and the beauty of it. Because you're making yourself kind of an open book for everybody. You're like, I I don't, it's sort of like, I don't care about anyone enough to make these very rigid commitments to one person. I don't, I'm going to share this with this person and this person over here. Whereas if you got one person and you're like, you, you are the only person I'm going to do this with. You're the only person I'm going to talk to like this, treat like this. You're, I'm going to treat you like the most amazing thing in the world. And I'm only going to do it for you. That's where the beauty in a monogamous relationship lies. And that's why I think that is why people get the most fulfilled from it. Cause it is like, wow this person is going way, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier, appreciating things people do for you. It's like, wow, this one person out of the billions of people in this world has chosen me to dedicate basically their life to and give their all to and give all of their passion and love to. They're doing that for me and me alone. And I think when you start getting more people, the more people you get involved beyond one person, it gets less and less and less special and important. That's my take on it and I'm sticking with
0: it, but I get where you're at. I I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like I said, you don't just have one friend that you commit yourself to. You, like people might have best friends, but some people have multiple best friends because some people just understand them in different parts. Like I might have, for instance, been like dating Sade or like been with Sade for like 10 years. But me when I first met her versus now 10 years later, is a different person. And while we still vibe, me and Maggie may understand each other right now so much more in a different kind of way and have bonded over that because we're at similar parts in our life. Does that mean I don't want to be with Sade anymore? No, because we, she has been there for me for 10 years. She knows me. She's seen that change. But Maggie understands who I am right now. And that happens with friendships. Like some people meet their best friends like 10, 20, 30 years later because like, because life has changed and things have just happened. And like, you've met that and yeah, that was it. But that's what I'm saying. That
2: that's why you have friendships and that's why you have people in your life that fill the certain things you need to be filled. But that's why we make the distinction in the first place between these are my friends. This is my wife. This is my husband. This is my partner is because these people can give me these things that this person may not, but this is the person that I'm dialed in on a hundred percent in these set ways. And that's, what's important about that. And that's why we have that. And I think that's something we all need deep down because that is why we have something special. That's why marriage is a special thing. Your wife's not the same as your friend. You might, I might be a guy out here and I've got friends that are girls. I got coworkers that are females that I like too and we bond over certain I bond with sexually about things. no not, not sexually that's the whole point he's is there, there's honor and integrity and having sex that's not opening. for me call me traditional but I think this should remain to be the way
0: you're traditional
2: there's honor and integrity
3: he's an old man
2: there's honor and integrity and, and integrity in the sense of a relationship is I'm having sex with you for the rest of my life and we're gonna fucking get it on but it's just gonna be you and me and that is because you're my special person and I want you to know that. And we are always going to be that. And there's something more special about that than any of your friends can give you. And I think that's where the fulfillment comes from in life is finding one person to share it with. And that's why I think marriage and monogamy is, and will, I would say, will always remain to be the most popular thing because I think it works the best it's tried and true. I
0: Well, it's, tr- it's tried. It's
2: the most true. That's well, the most I people mean, do it.
0: it's if true it was- because people like communities. That's like saying like people create communities, like people just like not being alone. And like most marriages, especially in America, fail more so than like succeed. So the idea that like we're doing something correct is probably not true because we're fucking it up nine out of ten times.
2: I think there's more reasons because, I think there's more reasons for the fact that it's failing beyond the fact it's been a sliding scale over time. So I think there's a lot more of our society that's contributing to it than just the fact that saying that's the wrong thing. It's bad because it's wrong. I don't think it's the idea that's wrong. I think it's the way we've.
0: But that same thing is like our ideas right now, like anything that we are saying about it being like great comes from the fact that we were born in a society where it sucks. So if it worked 300 years ago where the success rate was like 90%, we don't know what 300 years ago meant for relationships and how they thought about relationships. They could have been more like, oh, I love you in a more general way and I'm okay if you hook up with someone else because I love you specifically. We don't know what it's like when it was great. We know what it's like when it's like be with a singular person now. And maybe that's what's attributing to a lot of the failure of it.
3: Like, we already, like, had it already. And I'm just like, how, how will we get something that
2: literally just came into existence? We we're, we're, were at Whataburger, and she's like, you're not paying for my food? I was like, we're not on a date.
1: <laughs> Let's take a little break segment and have Sam guess everyone's welcome.
0: I knew this guy that, like, once did, like a, like, a sweet potato cleanse. He only had sweet potatoes for, like, two weeks.
3: Oh yeah, me and Sam are brother and sister. We have the same dad and different moms.
2: He's a he drinks like a crackhead. I think he's, he yeah he's a Keystone Light guy. Is what? It is, so.
0: Like you have to reposition everything. You know? <laughs> okay, you guys ready?